You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On College Football, the weekly podcast that highlights the biggest stories in the college football world. Each Monday, you'll have me, Candace Cooper, host of Locked On Tar Heels, leading this talented team. Do yourself a favor, make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On College Football from anywhere. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Locked On Sooners host John Williams John Williams joins me to talk about Big 12, how they handled the season with everything that went on. Oklahoma's offense, man, oh man, it was high flying per usual, but there were still some things that we want to talk about. we got some recent maybe transfer portals, uh, situations that we can discuss. Oklahoma's defense, again, always, you know, a staple there. And then predictions. What are we looking forward to in this new season? John, how's it going? Hey, it's going great, Candice. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk about Oklahoma Sooners football. Absolutely. Now, how did you feel like the Big 12 handled this 2020 season? A lot was going on. We had some people get it right the first time out. Some people had to try again. But Big 12 was one of those staple conferences. I was like, look, we're playing no matter what. Yeah, it seemed like from the beginning they were they were bent on, on having a season and they put protocols in place that seemed to work well for, for everybody. And there were a few postponements and Oklahoma had to cancel their West Virginia game. That was the, the one kind of game on the chopping block for them this year. But I think overall, they handled it as well as any conference, at least any Power Five conference in the country. Uh, I don't think anybody was going to be able to navigate the season completely unscathed. Right. Uh, they had they had some guys that had to sit out some games due to COVID protocols. But overall, I, I think Oklahoma and the Big 12 Conference should be pretty well satisfied with the way that things went down uh, during the COVID season of 2020. Absolutely. Now, when you talk about Oklahoma and head coach Lincoln Riley, how would you grade him on the year with the offense and defense that he had? You know, it's interesting. We actually asked this question on our show uh, between my co-host and I, David Walker, and and we actually argued that maybe this was his best coaching season or best season as a head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners because it was the year that they had to turn over so much of their offense in particular a new starting quarterback who was a Mm -hmm. freshman who hadn't started a game in college football they didn't have the playmakers at wide receiver that they had had with cd lamb marquise brown uh, under lincoln riley in previous years and there were a a lot of unknowns Uh, along the offensive line you had creed humphrey coming back but other than that it was just kind of solid play nothing spectacular nothing that we've uh become accustomed to at oklahoma and yeah, and so they were having to win football games in a, in a little bit different way than they had previously, and do and then and then they got the contributions from the defense and Alex Grinch really has raised the stakes for this defensive unit over the last couple of years and it really started to to show um, just what he was brought in to do and and how good this defense can be because I mean they were arguably one of the best defensive units in the Big Twelve this year. And especially when they got Ronnie Perkins back midway through the season, it was a completely different team. And they were winning football games with their defense. So when you talk about the offense for a second, though, and Spencer Rattler and being a true freshman in a year with which, you know, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't spring ball. There wasn't opportunities to, you know, get to know your center, right? There wasn't opportunities necessarily has been that quality time with your receivers. How would you say he did in performing under a different kind of pressure? For Spencer Rattler, it was a tale of two seasons. You know, the first few games of the year, 
especially the Kansas State, Iowa State games, and then the first half of the Texas game, he was pretty loose with the football and taking a lot of chances that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have taken things that were, I wouldn't even say that they were calculated risks. They were just <laughs> risks. Um, you know, just getting a little too loose with the football, throwing into double, triple coverage at times where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's one you may, you might've pulled, you might've should have pulled down and, and scrambled a little bit longer. Uh, but then when he got benched in that Texas game, you know, after a couple turnovers in the first half, mm-hmm. he came out in the second half and was a completely different quarterback. And he finished the season really, really strong, showed a lot better ball security, a lot better decision-making, a lot better poise in the pocket, because, you know, as good as Oklahoma's offensive line has been over the years, this was probably not their best unit uh, in recent years. And he was under pressure quite a bit more and having to make things happen and extend plays a little bit longer than, you know, guys like Kyler or Baker or Jalen Hurts have had to in the past. And I, I feel like he did an admirable job, admirable job. And it, it gives a lot of optimism for what can happen in 2021, especially if they're able to get a spring uh, football season, spring workouts, mm-hmm. you know, summer workouts and things like that. Because like you said, he didn't really get a chance to, to work with a lot of his wide receivers. And, you know, the guy that everybody had anticipated stepping up and being that next great Oklahoma wide receiver really didn't do it. Charleston Rambo was a bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And then he headed off into the transfer portal. Their best wide receiver was arguably a true freshman in Marvin Mims. Um, and, and he only had like 600 yards receiving. And so mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that they were trying to figure out on offense this year in a retooling year, and they still were able to win the big 12 conference. And so it wasn't what we'd had, you know, gotten used to with Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, but I think overall, they, they were able to manage the season well and Spencer Rattler improved at the, as the season went along and it showed why he was the, the top quarterback recruit in the country coming out of uh, high school in 2019. Right. So is there a unique pressure having guys like Baker, having guys like Kyler and Jalen Hurts, you know, obviously going to the next level and playing, you know, exceptionally well for their sake? Is there a unique pressure for Spencer to kind of step up to the plate? And even for Lincoln Riley, like you're pretty much known for QBU, like building up these quarterbacks. Do you think that there's an added bonus to like, okay, I know this pressure, but I know I can thrive under it? Or do you think that? Well, I guess given time, he will meet those expectations or is it kind of like, we're just going to be happy to have him here. <laughs> and Maybe, you know, we'll let another quarterback kind of learn under him and then be the future of the Sooners. It seems like Spencer Rattler is one of those guys that really wants the pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he played a, a lot of high level football in Arizona uh, competing for state championships. And yeah, he just seems like a guy that really wants the, he wants the pressure on him. He wants, mm-hmm. he thinks that, That'll help him to thrive. I don't think he was rattled mentally by anything that happened in in 2020. And like you know, Lincoln Riley even spoke to it um, after the benching. He's like, if if he wasn't a guy that I thought was going to be able to handle the benching, if he didn't have the right attitude, the right mentality, then he's not our guy. Yeah. But Lincoln Riley really spoke to the way that Spencer Rattler handled his benching in the Texas game and the maturity that he showed and the poise that he showed coming back and being a better player. And so I think, you know, I mean, yes, there's a little bit of added pressure. I think for Lincoln Riley in particular, you know, everybody wants to kind of criticize him a little bit because he hasn't developed a quarterback. He just, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, you know, people, I think, think Baker and Kyler and Jalen were finished products when they got to Oklahoma. But if you really look at what they were at their previous stops, Right. They were much better players under Lincoln Riley than they were, whether it was Jalen at Alabama or, or Kyler at AM or Baker at Texas Tech. Uh, he raised their games. And I think for Spencer Rattler, it, it was just a a symptom of the, the 
unusual off season that yeah. Oklahoma had and, and college football had. And again, trying to break in, you know, young wide receivers that didn't really have a lot of experience. Um, and so I think, you know, he, he's a guy that's going to raise rise to the occasion. I think he's going to have a little bit of pressure on him this spring with Caleb Williams, the uh, number one quarterback recruit for the 2020 uh, recruiting class uh, mm-hmm. coming into camp and uh, or 2021 coming. Yeah. So he, he's going to have a little bit of added pressure because Lincoln Riley likes to have these guys compete in the spring and in, in summer ball. And so Spencer's going to have to raise his game if he wants to hold him off. And I, and I think he will. I mean, he showed enough in the last half of the season to warrant being the starting quarterback going into 2021. It's just a matter of, can he just maintain that and improve upon what he showed toward the end of the season? Because, you know, over the last you know few games of the season, the big 12 championship, that game against Florida, Spencer Rattler was really, really good. He was right. a really good player from. No doubt. Well, I certainly want to dive into Lincoln Riley a little bit more because I want to know, you know, we talked about all of these young coaches, you know, they're sharp. They are, you know, football minded and oriented they have the iq of over you know whatever trillion (laughs) and they're so good at what they do would lincoln ever consider taking his talents to the next level after he's developed such great quarterbacks like baker and kyler i'm going to give him that because at the end of the day you got to come and play for somebody and yeah so like to me yes he absolutely was able to make these guys better but first i got to talk about bill bar because you as we all know john is very much an advocate for this bill bar is the Mm -hmm. best tasting protein bar ever you know you've got to try it simply because they have 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like us, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. John, what is your favorite? Flavor? Oh man, my, my favorite's been the peanut butter brownie, but then they mm. came out with that chocolate or the brownie chunk coconut, and that mm. kind of changed the game. Okay. (laughs) I am all about some chocolate, anything. So I'm really just like, I'm willing to try at that point. So again, make sure you guys go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski has Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. I am here talking to Locked On Sooners host John Williams about Oklahoma. More importantly, we got to talk coaching and how well Lincoln Riley did despite the circumstances, maybe because of the circumstances thriving. And so listen, you you're able to win a big 12 championship with a team that's not designed normally to be your high flying, you know, awesome defense kind of, you know, group of kids and you, you thrive. So is there ever conversations of him taking his talents to the next level? Well, every, every NFL coaching cycle, his name is going to be one of the most popular names to come up. It, it's happened for each of the last several years. I also cover the Dallas Cowboys uh, for okay. inside the star.com. And, and when I think it was like 2018, 2019, and even going to the 2020 off season as Jason Garrett's, you know, the, the hot seat continued to grow hotter for Jason Garrett, Lincoln Riley was always the most popular name being thrown out there. Um, you know, that's kind of died down a little bit with Mike McCarthy's hire, but he's still a, a very popular name. This last coaching cycle, uh, Philadelphia was reaching out to Lincoln Riley to, to gauge his interest in the NFL. And I think maybe one day that, that'd be something that he might look to. But I'm also one of these guys that I don't necessarily think that the NFL is the be all end all for coaching. You know, mm-hmm. you look at a guy like Nick Saban and yeah, he didn't have the success that he had in, in Miami, 
But I don't think anybody is looking at Nick Saban and diminishing his coaching legacy because he didn't have any success at the NFL level. Right. I mean, to, to be a successful college coach at the highest level, and especially in the Power Five conferences, and to be as good as, you know, let's say like Nick Saban was or as Bob Stoops was to a lesser extent mm-hmm. over his tenure, I mean, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, you know, you, you create a legacy for yourself in an, in that sense as well. I mean, Lincoln's going to have ultimate job security at Oklahoma, as long as he, you know, I don't see any reason why he's not going to continue to win 10, 11, 12 games a season. And so he's going to be able to write his own checks for as long as he wants to at Oklahoma. If he gets to a point where he's just kind of bored and he wants a new challenge, then I could foresee him taking, taking a a step up to the NFL. But again, I, I don't necessarily think that's something that he's like dying to do. I think he's a college football guy. He came in uh, under, you know, at Texas Tech under Mike Leach was a, a graduate assistant for him, mm-hmm. and then you know went out and coached at Eastern East Carolina and uh, with the with the Pirates, and <laughs> then made his way to Oklahoma. And so you know, it, some of the guys are just college guys, and I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong. I don't think anybody's like dying to see Dabo Sweeney go to the NFL, <laughs> you know, and I don't think anybody's questioning his legacy if he doesn't go to the NFL. You know, I think everybody considers him a great coach. Um, you know, we'll see how people feel about Urban Meyer when he goes to the NFL, but I don't, (laughs) even if he doesn't have any success with Jacksonville, I think a lot of people are still going to consider him a great coach. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking on the last, uh, locked on college football episode about Urban Meyer and his hire of Chris Doyle. Cause I had locked on, uh, Iowa host, uh, Andrew Wade. And I'm like, well, he's out the gate. He's already messing up. If he's trying to make his name for himself in the NFL ranks, like with his hiring, I'm already, you know, scratching my head. I don't know how, I mean, of course he's a winning coach and all of that good stuff, but just from a read the room standpoint, yeah. he already has an F. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get me started on Urban Meyer. I got thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, I am all for thoughts on that, but you know, I was talking about legacies and, you know, with the big 12, is it a normal thing to have a coach who, you know, pretty much finds his home and 10 and 11 wins are good and, a, you know big 12 championship is okay for us and we feel like you know we can have that coach be here for 20 years because we're still getting the success or you know I mean I look at coaches in the ACC who if you don't give me like seven wins I'm like all right let's let's your hot seat's getting warmer mm-hmm. yeah for Oklahoma I think you know the leadership there uh, led by the athletic director Joe Castiglione he kind of just understands that you know it's hard to win a national championship mm-hmm. and you know it unless you're Bama basically um <laughs> you know, pretty much everybody else is just chasing Bama and, yeah. you know, like Clemson as successful as they've been over the years, they, they still only have what one, maybe two, I can't remember if, if it's one or two national championships under Sweeney. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't know that they're like national championship or bust mentality at Oklahoma. Yeah. The goal for them is always win the, win the conference. If you win the conference, you put yourself in the conversation for the national championship. That was the mentality under Bob Stoops for so many years. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, a lot of what the leadership in the athletic department kind of passes down. Like, it's like, just get get yourself in the conversation. And the first goal in order to get yourself in the conversation is to win your conference. And with Lincoln Riley and the success that he has on the recruiting trail and with how he's going to be able to continually recruit offensive talent with as much success as he's having, putting that talent into the NFL. Yeah. I think they're going to be, there's no reason why they won't be the favorite to win the conference every single year under Lincoln Riley, unless they just absolutely have a miss at quarterback and they have to completely rebuild it. Um, And so I think, you know, like, again, put yourself, even this year, they lost two games early in the season, Mm -hmm. were able to rally back and win the conference. And then, although it was kind of an outside shot, they put themselves 
in the conversation, at least though they were, you know, had a small chance of getting back into the college football playoff. Um, and so it's, it's just one of those, like, you know, continue to contend for the conference. If you do that every year and you win it more often than not, which, Oh, you know, they've won six straight conference championships at this point, no reason to think that they won't win a seventh in, in 2021. Then I think, you know, most people are going to be fairly satisfied. I mean, obviously you want national championships. That's what everybody's after. But also if you have reasonable expectations, you have to understand that that's not an easy thing to do. Like it's, right. you're, you can't just go like, we're going to win a national championship and then boom, you got a national championship. Yeah. You got to put yourself in the conversation first. And the way you do that is you win your conference. And um, you know, yeah, Oklahoma, they've, they've had a 20 year drought in national championships and they've had opportunities. You know, they, they lost to Tim Tebow and the Gators back in 08, I think it was. And then they they've had college football playoff misses uh, over the last few years, but I, I think they're, they're getting closer and the defense in 2020 show that they are a team that can actually contend and compete. If they get that level of defense again in 2021, I don't see why they're not one of the heavy favorites to win the national championship. No doubt. And I do want to jump in and talk about that defense. And if you guys are thinking about, you know, who to put your money on next season, I think that John is going to convince us that it's all about betting on Oklahoma's defense. And so if you're going to do that, make sure that you go to the one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. And that is betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You can't sit on the sidelines next season. There's going to be a lot more action, a lot more great matchups. We're hoping everything is COVID free next season. So don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So don't miss the biggest stories around the college football world for Monday's Locked On College Football with me and all of my local experts on the biggest stories from around the nation. If you get it, you get an inside, in-depth analysis and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked On College Football. Subscribe to Locked On College Football wherever you get podcasts. So again, I mentioned Locked On Sooners host John Williams rounding out betting on Oklahoma's defense because they showed up and showed out in this 2020 season. Can you please just give us, like, if you gave a synopsis of what you would describe Oklahoma's defense to be, what would you say? So Alex Grinch wants them playing aggressive. He wants them playing downhill. He wants uh, pressure uh, from the the first level from your your defensive line. And he'll, he'll use his second-level guys and his defensive backs to blitz as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all about just playing fast and playing with a lot of speed. One of the things that they, they you know, they, they kind of coined themselves speed D. And mm. it's great. Monikers are great. Nicknames are great. We're, we're fine with that. But you also have to perform. You have to produce. Yeah. And, and the thing that they didn't do well against Iowa State and Kansas State and those two losses, and, and we talked about this on Lockdown Sooners quite a bit, is they didn't do the simple things well and they didn't tackle well. I think in one game they had something like 14 missed tackles. Mm-hmm. And you can't win football games when you play defense like that. But what happened later as the season went on is they were having maybe three, four missed tackles a game. And so they got a lot better, but they, they want to be aggressive. They want to attack the quarterback. They want to put pressure on the quarterback and they've got the guys to do it. I mean, Ronnie Perkins is going to the NFL. Looks like he's probably going to be a first or second round draft pick, but they've still got great players. Nick Bonito pro football focuses highest rated edge rusher in 2020. They got Isaiah Thomas, a very underrated uh, 
edge rusher who can also play a little bit on the interior as well. And there's rumors that they're getting a big time transfer from Auburn and big cat Bryant. Uh, it's not finalized yet, but I think all indications point to him coming over. And so that gives them a third guy that can rush the passer and they've got a lot of their interior defensive line guys coming back as well. And so it's, it's a group that is going to be disruptive and uh, big 12 offensive lines are going to have a really difficult time controlling them up front. And they've got some, they're, they're starting to get some Alex Grinch guys in the secondary as well. Uh, there was a great article written um, by, uh, oh man, I can't remember the, the name of the site, but I think it was uh, Heartland Sports. Mm-hmm. And basically just outlining how Alex Grinch is recruiting all these 6'1 to 6'4 cornerbacks. And it's going to be a new kind of era of Jeez. size wow. for Oklahoma's defense and the secondary because they've been playing with a lot of like five nine, five ten, five eleven guys, mm-hmm. and and having you know decent success. But one of the things that kind of hit hurt them last year were you know against Iowa State, Matt Campbell really took advantage of those those size differences with his tight ends. You got a Charlie Kohler who stands six foot seven playing against defensive backs that are like five eleven and six feet. And it's a mismatch. And and even if Oklahoma's defensive back was in good position, they weren't able to physically match up. And so they you know would hold the guy or interfere with the the, the pass or the reception or just get beat. Uh, and so Lincoln Riley or Alex Grinch is really trying to bring in some bigger, lengthier, uh, stronger corners. And again, something we talked about on the show just a few weeks ago was, or maybe last week, was how that gives them a little bit more scheme versatility where if they want to play press man, they've got guys with size that can do it. If they want to play some cover three, cover two, they've got guys that are going to make it really difficult for the quarterback to throw them in their zone because they've got those long arms, those tall guys, and it's going to make it more challenging to go over the top of these cornerbacks or to beat them down the sideline or beat them deep. And so I think he's got a profile that he's trying to put in place. And we're starting to see that they had one guy, DJ Graham, uh, who played with them last year. He was a freshman, made several big plays for them in games as a rotational corner. And I think he's going to be a guy to watch on the outside for Oklahoma coming into 2021. Uh, And so, and then, and then they got another guy from Tennessee in the transfer portal, you know, Tennessee's failures were Oklahoma's uh, benefits this this off season where they got three guys to the transfer portal. And one of those is key Lawrence who projects to be one of their starting safeties heading into 2021, another big, big guy who can come up and play the run, who can play in coverage as well. And so they're, they're looking to be really, really solid. You know, they, again, Ronnie Perkins is a huge loss, cannot minimize that one bit, Mm -hmm. but I think overall, you know, from the secondary to the linebacker group to the defensive line, I think they have a chance to even be better than what they were in 2020. Well, listen, it sounds like defense is covered and you have a growth in Spencer Rattler with the fact that he is going to be a year older and have a spring season. So I'm thinking that Oklahoma is going to be a team that's in the conversation when it comes to college football playoffs. Yeah, and I'm 100% on board with them as you know, kind of one of the favorites to win the national championships. You know, mm. bet on betonline.ag has got them as the fifth best odds to win the national championship at plus mm. 800. I went ahead and laid some money on that <laughs> there because, you go. like, you know, yes, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, all great programs, all great teams, 
But I think with what Oklahoma is bringing back, both on offense and on defense, I, I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with once they get into the college football playoff. And I think there's a good chance that they could come out of 2021 as the national champion. Is Notre Dame in that top five conversation? Because I'm honestly feeling like it's about time we like lay off of that because I don't think <laughs> that when it comes to postseason play, they should keep being in the conversation at all. Like I get the politics of it. I get the fact that they have a strong fan base, but man, they get tore up <laughs> yeah, well, every single year. So here's what, here's what the odds makers at Bet Online <laughs> have to think, have to say about Notre Dame. They've got them tied with North Carolina and there Texas. Uh, at plus 5,000. So they're like <laughs> right outside the top 10 okay. um, in, in betting odds. So I, and I agree with you. I think like Notre Dame, Texas, I'm, I'm at this point where like, you need to prove it to me yeah. before we continue to just throw you into that top five stratosphere all the time. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, with Steve Sarkeesian added to the Texas mix, I'm curious to see how that will all go, you know, coming off of being with Alabama national championship, that mentality, will it help Texas? Will they finally be able to stand up against an Oklahoma team that for years has pretty much dominated them? It's going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, he's already making some headway in, in the recruiting just landed. I think it was the 2022 five-star quarterback or number one quarterback. And uh, so that's a huge get for him right out of the gate. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if he's able to have the, the kind of recruiting success that I think is expected of him coming from Alabama, then Texas is going to be a force. But one thing that, you know, I've kind of jokingly said to Texas fans is like, well, he's not bringing Nick Saban with him, you know, <laughs> and Nick Saban is the guy that, that gets, he, he's the one that closes the deals and gets the recruits. But again, if, if Sarkeesian can have, relative success i'm not saying he's going to be nick saban and on the recruiting trail but if he can have relative success and um, be a player in texas and keep some of those kids home that have been going to the sec or going to oklahoma then it's gonna it's gonna put texas uh, you know on a strong foot head moving forward do you think they're a little bit ahead after this hire like automatically when it comes to the big 12 championship I'm not, I'm not ready to put them ahead of uh, Iowa state. I think mm-hmm. Iowa state is probably still the the second contender in that group, but I think Texas is right there too. I think, you know, uh, his kind of offensive prowess will be a benefit to that group. And if mm-hmm. they're, if they unleash Bijan Robinson, um, you know, Patrick Khan hosts a lock on mm-hmm. horns, that's his guy, man. He, he pumps <laughs> them up every opportunity he gets, but if they unleash him and actually give him a, a, a full workload, then that's a guy that you could potentially see in the Heisman uh, contention uh, at, at some point in 2021. He, he's had a lot of success offensively, and I think that's going to bode well for him in, on the recruiting trail. And when he is sitting across the table from kids and their parents or across a Zoom call, however recruiting works this, this offseason, and he points to Tua, and he points to Mac Jones, and he points to Devontae Smith and Jalen yeah. Waddell and uh, all these guys, you know, that are going to the NFL and first round picks. I mean, that's, that's pretty salty for him. And, he, and it's going to give him a, a, a great opportunity to land some big time recruits and, and build that offense at Texas. No doubt. So if it's all, when it all comes down to it, you know, you're looking at the 2021 season for Oklahoma and what, what would you say that based on the schedule, they start out pretty easy, you know, Tulane and all that good stuff. But as they roll through, do you say that the big 12 championship is the standard now it's the expectation. And then we can see, you know, a little bit of bonus being in the top five right now, outside looking in for the college football playoffs of uh, 2021. Yeah, I think most everybody expects Oklahoma to be the favorite to win the the Big 12 championship. 
it's it's expected at this point. If mm-hmm. you don't win the Big 12 championship, it's a disappointment. Uh, they've won the Big 12 more than any conf- or any other team in the conference since its inception back in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they've won six straight. They've they've got the team to win a seventh. Obviously, there will be challenges with Iowa State and Texas. There's always a you know challenge from K State. You know, Lincoln Riley hasn't been able to be- beat Chris Spielman at K State yet, mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's going to pose an interesting challenge as well. And and so you know, the Big Twelve, I think a lot of people write them off because of some of the high scores that we've seen in years past. But it's a pretty deep conference, and it's yeah. got it's got teams that can sneak up on you if you're not careful. I think Oklahoma is going to be ready this year. They're not going to let anybody sneak up on them this year after dropping two early in the season in 2020. And so I think they're going to be coming out ready and prepared. They're going to have those things in the back of their minds as, as uh, learn, you know, learning opportunities and things to grow from because they, they had those games in hand in the second half, but then they let those teams back in it and then let it get away from them. Right. Um, you know, they, they had kind of learned from it at that point, but still against Texas, they, um, they still let Texas back into it and it took going to several overtimes in order to beat Texas. And so they, they gotta, they gotta learn how to finish better. And if they're able to do that in 2021, then I don't see any reason why they can't uh, win the big 12 again. No doubt. Well, maybe Spencer Rattler has a picture of all of his opponents this season, kind of like Justin Fields, and he's sitting there ready to go. And, you know, he's super motivated in his sophomore. He doesn't want a sophomore slump, right? So maybe that's how he's getting down this season. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot to play for. I think a yeah. lot of people are expecting him to be, you know, the next kind of number one overall pick in the in the 2022 NFL draft. Sure. And so he's got a lot to prove this year. I, you know, based on his 2020 season, I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But if he, if he comes out and has a lights out 2021 and is a Heisman contender or a Heisman winner, then he's going to thrust himself into that conversation. There we go. Well, I really appreciate your time, John. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work with David? Yeah. Hey, so make sure you go and follow my partner, David on Twitter at D underscore walk 74. You can follow me on Twitter at John nine Williams, follow the Locked On Sooners podcast at Locked On Sooners and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate your time. I look forward to watching the Big 12 next season. I know some good things are going to be happening. I look forward to listening to you guys tell your great stories. Your content is awesome. I really love the players lounge feel of where you yeah. talk to the old players. That's that's super great. That's one of my favorite, <laughs> biasly yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, David has had that on lock. We got a great episode coming this week with uh, yeah. Teddy Lehman, Mark Clayton, uh, Wes Sims. It's 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 power packed every time. So make sure you check that out. No doubt. We'll have a great rest of your day and I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys have a great Monday. Thanks. You too, Candace. You are locked on college football, your daily podcast on all things, college football, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. (laughs) 